What's up, guys? Ryan Horn here, and welcome to the Extraordinary Man Podcast. This is the one and only podcast specifically designed to help married businessmen create more profit and purpose in their business without sacrificing their family, health, or marriage in the process. Each week, I interview some of the world's most extraordinary men, including seven- and eight-figure entrepreneurs, elite athletes, best-selling authors, and world-class speakers. Hey, what's up, guys? And this is a recap of the interview I did with my friend Javier Bustamante. And so I'll start off by sharing a little bit of his backstory. So he's originally from El Salvador, grew up there, and his family was into coffee cultivation. And age 10, he ended up moving to the U.S. with his brother after there were three like major earthquakes in the country. And he knew absolutely no English and lived with his aunt and uncle in Alabama. Then eventually his mom moved and she was a single mom and they moved to Texas. And he grew up in a Christian home but said that you know wasn't really living for God till he was around 19. And he was an athlete, very good soccer player, thought he was going to have opportunities to play college. And he had three major knee injuries before his junior year of high school. So he came back from that eventually, and he's a freshman at Penn State University, and he's playing soccer again, and he's seeing flashes of his old greatness, and he's thinking about a possibility of the opportunity for him to play in college yet again, and his identity was so tied to being an athlete and so competitive, and so he's starting to play again, and he ends up breaking his back. It's a year-long recovery, and uh, he just talked about how that was really difficult because his whole identity was about being an athlete, and I can relate to that as well. My, my identity in high school was all about athletics, basketball and football for me. Had an opportunity to play Division II football, which... Um, instead of doing that, I tried to walk on at a division one school, didn't work out the way I wanted to. And it was really difficult because my identity was so tied up in that. So basically he's in this place, he's recovering from this major back injury. And around the same time, his college roommate leads him to Christ. He starts living more for God and, uh, he starts focusing more on his academics and realizes that his identity is not about what he does, but it's about whose he is. And so that was really cool because I know so many guys and I used to be one of them. We get, we tie our identity to sports and athletics a lot, especially in high school and college. And then eventually we end up getting a job where we start a business and we tie our identity to that job or business and how much money we're making and how successful we are. And it's just not the right way of thinking about things because we are much more than what we do. And he said something that really stood out to me. He said, what you hear is what you end up believing usually. And so from his parents, he kept hearing all the time that, you know, you should go to school, get good grades, get a good job, right? And he loved aviation. So he went and got himself an aerospace engineering degree and he's out of college. He's got a good job in aerospace engineering. And he realized that he checked off all the boxes. He'd achieved all the goals already. So he was like, what's next? You know, am I just supposed to work in this job for the next 30 years and then retire? And as he was in his career, he also started to realize that, look, the further that I climb the ladder up, the more I'm gonna have to sacrifice my family. And he was not okay with that. So four years ago, he'd been in engineering for a while. Now he started to feel uneasy at his job and like he didn't wanna sacrifice his family. And also that... You know, he didn't want to just 
get by for the next 30 years and do just enough, right? Because a lot of times people get comfortable in their career and whatever, and it's like they're just doing enough to get by. They're not actually pushing themselves. They're not actually going out there and putting their best foot forward every day. And so he's starting to change his mindset a little bit and he realized that he was being really passive and that that's not what God had called him to do. He knew that God called him to more and he wasn't happy. And it took him years where he just wasn't really happy at work and you know was realizing that he was having a really low impact overall. But from the outside looking in, it looked like he was incredibly successful. He's got this great aerospace engineering job and things must be great right but that's not really the way it was but on the inside he wasn't happy and he didn't feel successful because he wasn't doing and creating the impact that he felt like he was called to do and so eventually that that's what led him to starting anchored coffee spelled a-n-k-r-r-d and i absolutely love the way that he came up with this idea so he knew he was in his job he knew that he was called for more than that right? But he didn't know what to do. And uh, that's a lot of people. So they just sit there and say, oh, well, I don't know what to do. You know, I should probably do something else. You know, I want to start a business. I want to do this. I want to do that. But they just sit there and they don't actually take action. But he didn't know what to do, but he just took some action. He started writing an idea a day. And eventually he realized that he knew a lot about coffee. His family back in El Salvador was into coffee cultivation and he loved coffee. He's very passionate about coffee. So why not start a coffee business? And so he very smartly aligned himself with a coach, Riley Meek, who I also know and who is going to be a guest on the podcast upcoming here in the next couple of weeks and also got involved with King's Council, which is a coaching group. And so he launched this business about eight months ago and he's still working in his nine to five, but eventually his plan is to get fully out of that and he's out there taking action. And the vision behind Anchor Coffee is to help you ignite your purpose. And he talked about how over a cup of coffee, people can have such an incredibly impactful conversation. And the name Anchored, the reason he chose it, the backstory behind it is because he felt like he was living in a, in a kiddie pool and that most men live in a kiddie pool, but you don't need an anchor if you're in a kiddie pool. That's ridiculous, right? But that God has called us out into the deep water where you need an anchor. If you don't have an anchor, you're going to be all over the place, right? But God can be that anchor for you. And so when you are anchored and when you have that anchor, you can stand firm even when you're out in the really deep water, right? So I love that analogy that, hey, most men are living in kiddie pools, but that's not where you're created to live. And I asked him about coaching and the power and impact of coaching in his life and he said at first you know for a long time he didn't understand the purpose and the impact that coaching could have on his life but he does now and the top two areas are number one the accountability and number two that people that pay pay attention he's investing a sizable amount of money in coaching and so look if you're not taking action you're literally just wasting your time and your money right and i know people don't often do a lot with free advice it's unfortunate i wish i wasn't the case but people like he said people that pay pay attention and the more you pay the more you're going to pay attention and for me coaching is all about speed it's like taking a shortcut you know you can do it on your own but if you try to do it on your own you may never get it done first of all and second of all would you rather do it in 10 years or six months so coaching is about speed and coaching to me is also about maximizing your potential because you will never maximize your potential on your own it's just not going to happen quote that he mentioned that i really love is successful people do consistently what unsuccessful people do occasionally and i asked him about some of his habits and uh, he talked about the fact that he loves 
Discipline, he loves doing hard things. Because when you do hard things, that's how you're going to grow. Knowing when to start and knowing when to quit. So having boundaries around your work time is important. And he talked about being efficient during your workday so that you don't have to sacrifice time with your family in the evenings because you didn't get your work done during the day. Really important. And he also talked about how at least six days a week, him and his wife will go to bed and get up at the exact same time. And they're getting up at 5 a.m. usually, and they'll do 30 minutes of cardio together. And while they're doing that, they will kind of do some planning and talk through their day, which I think is awesome. Really important to do that and have that communication time. And then it'll spend about 45 minutes to an hour digging into uh, the word. And it's almost like his first fruits for the day he talked about. And something else he does with his wife is they call it Big Rock, Little Rock, where they will kind of like prioritize things for the day. Like what are the non-negotiables? What are the big rocks or things that absolutely must happen? And what are the little rocks? And then finally, I asked him what his definition of an extraordinary man was. And he said it is, first of all, an extraordinary man is it's a man with fruit in his life, right? You can see it if he's joyful or humble, patient, um, someone who's not passive, right? And he gave the example of of Christ, right? He was action-oriented, but he was also incredibly caring and compassionate. And for him, extraordinary man is someone who prioritizes his spiritual life and also prioritizes his wife above his kids. And then in terms of business, um, he said extraordinary man is someone who who runs an impact-oriented business, right? And also one that's aligned with the family goals and family motto. And it's also someone who's selfless and who leads his family with boldness. If you want to go check out Javier's coffee, uh, you can head to impacttheworld.coffee. And I just ordered myself a sample pack a couple days ago. Hasn't got here, hasn't arrived yet, but I'm very excited. Javier knows his coffee. He's passionate about it. You can also go connect with Anchored Coffee on Instagram. And that's spelled A-N-K-R-R-D. And if you've not listened to the full episode of my interview with Javier, then you're definitely missing out. Make sure you go listen to the full episode. Guys, thanks so much for joining me on another episode of the Extraordinary Man Podcast. Here's the thing. You're never going to maximize your potential on your own. So I'm personally inviting you to come and join me in the private Extraordinary Man Facebook group so you can level up your business and your life. Just head over to Facebook and type Extraordinary Man into the search box and it will show up as the first result. Iron sharpens iron and this is the number one place for you to connect with me and other like-minded men who are on a mission to maximize their potential. My goal is to help you become the man God created you to be in all areas of your life. So come and join us in the Facebook group and upgrade your business and your life. I'll see you on the next episode.